from FasterMind.co. This is Converge, the Business of Creativity podcast. I'm Dane Sanders. Converge is a show about that space, that tension between the stuff you make and making money or something valuable from your stuff. The show lives where creativity and business collide, giving all of us the opportunity to rethink how we work and live in the digital economy. I am convinced that the best metaphor for the entrepreneurial life is adventure. I'm also convinced that there's few companies that embody that ethos more authentically than Kamek. For those unfamiliar, Texas-based Kamek is really one of those coolest upstart companies I've ever seen. They make hammocks, like those things that hang between trees, but a whole lot more. They've extended that idea of rest and leisure and adventure and space and extended into these products that are their sleep systems for any context, anywhere, anytime. And my guest today is their CEO and my friend, Haley Robison. Kamek has been a sponsor of Faster Minds Ghost Summit, and I'm a massive fan. And in fact, at the end of the show, Haley offers a fantastic offer to help you swinging in a Kamek of your own. And there's one more thing. It turns out I'm not the only Kamek fan. Outdoor Magazine just honored Kamek with their prestigious Best Of Gear Award. Yep, they're that good. With an MBA from Stanford, an emphasis on design and education, extensive outdoor adventure training through Knowles, and the fact that she's thoroughly Texan, Haley's road to becoming chief at Kamek seemed almost destined, but only in retrospect. The road to get there was far less obvious. By the end of today's episode, one thing I'm confident in, you'll be one step closer to seeing just how your life resume is your best shot to crafting your creativity into the business adventure of your dreams. Haley Robinson, welcome to Converge. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Haley, it, this is long overdue. We have been friends for a couple of years now, and you guys at Kamek have been huge supporters of us here at Fastermind and the Ghost Summit. And number one, we can't thank you enough. But number two, I'm thrilled to finally have this conversation with you because I think I might be as awkward as this can sound. I think I'm your number one fan in a very stalkerish kind of way, and I'm pretty grateful for that. You're a super fan. You're definitely on the short list and don't consider it stalkerish at all. I think hearing from you, whether it's through Twitter or a quick text message to say, nice job. It's, it's so nice to have people cheering for you. And I think that's what fuels us at Kamek is knowing that we are impacting people and that they believe in us. And I think everyone needs someone that believes in them. So thank you for believing in us. It means so much. Well, it's pretty easy to do it. In fact, let's start there. Why don't you tell folks at home just a little bit of Kamek's really young history? You guys have done so much in such a little period of time. And I'd love to hear about just how Kamek came to be. And then I want to dive into your story and how that connects the dots to Kamek's story. Great. So we are an outdoor adventure brand based out of Austin, Texas, and we design performance gear for elevated camping. What we mean by elevated camping is it's kind of a double entendre. So we design really high performance gear that you can count on. We offer a lifetime warranty on all of our products. And we say that it's Texas tough and feather light. We also design gear that gets you off the ground, that elevates your camping game. So primarily right now, we started as a, a hammock company. We make hammocks and other sleep systems. So we make a sleeping bag that we just were able to share this week, one Outside Magazine's Gear of the Year, which is a huge accomplishment for our team. We've been celebrating. We now are about to ship the first ever two-person tent that also converts to an all-in-one hammock. So no matter what terrain you're on, you have a great sleeping setup. 
And we also do weather shelters and bug nets and a bunch of hammock accessories. So currently designing sleep systems. And as a, a brand based here in Texas, we are excited to have a national reach and really celebrate the Texas outdoors. We're partnered with a local nonprofit. We're 1% for the Planet Members, which is an organization started by Von Schneider de Patagonia to bring companies together to dedicate 1% of their revenues to social and environmental causes across the U.S. So at Kamek, we invest in a nonprofit in Austin that works with uh, student teams that are together for six years from someone's eighth grade through graduation. And they spend a weekend together once a month and then a week long every summer adventuring in the outdoors. And the stories of, of leadership and transformation through this program are incredible. So mm. as a company, our mission is not to design the best gear, although that's what we do. Our mission is really to have our products serve as catalyst for life change and for people to use our products as a means towards experiencing new frontiers in their lives. There's so much to celebrate in everything you're saying. And it's, you know, I think, I don't know if you know, if I ever told you this part of my story, but a lot of my listeners, bless their hearts, have put up with me telling the story over and over again. But I grew up without a dad and my, my dad died when I was three and my dad's dad died when my dad was three and I have four kids. And when I think back to like, man, what did I need that I didn't get? And it's been made up for in many ways, but what you're describing, I think... Oh, I would give my left arm to have had mm. something like that in that kind of a season. So I'm just so pleased to hear the specifics of, of the difference you guys are making and, and also the game that you're playing. Like you're playing a much bigger venture. And I love that you mentioned Patagonia because I know you have significant esteem for what Chenard and their team have done over the years. So many have. I think they're one of the premier companies, uh, let alone outdoor companies that's ever come to existence. But they too are playing a much bigger game. And in your case, especially as you've come on as CEO and played a kind of a partnership role with the founder. Talk a little bit about how your journey converged, because I, it sounds a lot like, as you're describing Kamek's story, it sounds a lot like your story, as I've known you personally. But I think folks at home could really, they'd be inspired to hear a little bit of how you got to lead Kamek. I met Greg through one of Kamek's early investors in Christmas time of 2014. And then I joined the Kamek team in March of 15 as COO. And then a year later, Greg asked me to transition into CEO role and for us to work together collaboratively to grow Kamek to bigger and, and better things. I learned about Kamek in California where I was currently working at Stanford building educational curriculum. So I have a variety of experiences in my background that in some ways, I think no matter where we are in life, we can believe that we're being prepared for that next thing. And as I look back over my journey, although a lot of the arrows seem to point perfectly to Kamek, I know that there's going to be a next thing and to know that the triumphs and struggles of this time at Kamek are preparing me for that next season. So it's hard to say exactly how you end up somewhere because you can connect the dots looking back, but going forward, sometimes you don't know exactly which turn to make. And my 20s were spent trying different things where I felt some sense of calling. And, and by that, I just mean an interest, both an interest and perhaps a responsibility to go pursue something that I knew would, would grow and challenge me. I don't sit still very easily. So I give you the speed version. I graduated from the <laughs> University of Texas in 2007. And then I joined Bain and Company out of Dallas. It's a strategy firm that I worked at for a little over three years. 
Bain allows you to take six months off to go try something new. It's a pretty radical thing that the company allows you to do. And so I spent six months of my three and a half years there in San Francisco working for a nonprofit called Summer Search that provides youth in urban cities across the country access to experiential education. And these are our moments that these students talk about as absolutely catalyzing the coolest changes in their lives. And I knew from that experience that I was intrigued by the outdoors as a platform for life change. So when I left Bain, I thought if I'm going to have any legitimacy in this industry, I need to go and do it myself. So I signed up for a three-month course through Knowles National Outdoor Leadership School, where I slept 89 days straight outside in Wyoming and Utah from February to May of 2011. So happy to dive in there. From there, I went and studied theology for a year. And after that, it's called the Trinity Forum Academy. It's a fellowship program on the Eastern Shoreboard. And it's a very multifaceted program, but it's a residential program where you live for a year. And I wrote a thesis paper on two papers, one on the theology of wilderness and human experience in nature. And so I was able to... Very John Muir. Very John yeah. Muir. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I had a John Muir quote in my thesis paper. <laughs> It was an opportunity for me to connect the dots between maybe a more secular view of the outdoors and what I saw as reflecting God's creation and how we could draw people to a fullness of life through experiencing God's creation. After that experience, I went to Wyoming where I was a field instructor and led extended backpacking courses for high school girls. And then I moved out to California where I spent three years, almost three years at Stanford, both as a student and curriculum designer supporting some curriculum out there. And then I moved to Austin where I joined Kamek. So it's, it's been a really fun ride. And I'm excited now to, I personally have experienced so much freedom from commitment and freedom in committing to Austin, committing to Kamek. And I think there's been a lot of fruit from that commitment. So I'm excited to see what's next, but I'm not moving anytime soon. Well, it's it's funny. Like I absolutely hear you that there'll be plenty of other stops along the way from here, I suspect. But it is amazing how poetic your narrative fits with Kamek. I mean, even the fact that you're in Austin, you're clearly a Texan. The way that at Knowles, for those of you guys who don't know at Knowles, Knowles is like this it's like world-class outdoor training. And this is not just kind of a, an amazing adventure outdoors. This is like extreme leadership in the extreme outdoors. And and even your reference to like John Muir, John Muir in my mind is somebody who was not satisfied to learn anything theoretically. He had to throw himself into the experience of it. His famous story of when he was inside listening to a thunderstorm and he wanted to know what it was like. So rather than look at it through the window, he climbed the highest tree he could find and held on for the night. It seems like you're that kind of a person. Like you just want to be in the thick of it. And now of course you're leading Kamek that's based in Austin is, is making the difference. And you keep referencing Stanford. Like you went to college there, you went to grad school there and you were studying design and you were studying pedagogy and, and you're you're being, you're being very kind. Well, I am because it's true, but I I say all that as a backdrop because here's my question. And it's going to make a bit of a left turn, but I am, as you know, the father of four kids, three of them are young ladies and you are an extraordinary leader period. And I've been trying for about a day and a half to think through, how do I ask a question about you being a leader and being a woman without patronizing? Because I've, I just have such esteem for you as a leader period. And I'm stumbling over my words to get to a question of like, 
you're doing all of this, this kind of grand adventure of a life where you're making seemingly nonlinear choices. But when you look at it in retrospect, this looks like a direct straight line. Like if you wanted to become CEO of Kamek, this is what you need to do. You need to go to Knowles, go to Stanford, go to Bain, be born in Texas, and then land a Kamek. <laughs> and then throw, it, throw in a theology degree in the midst of it. It's kind of amazing. So what's it like to be a woman leader in that context? Oh, okay. I'm going to use every bit of self-control to answer the woman question. I'd really love to talk about just the the path and journey question that you've alluded to, because I think there's so much like marrow there that's really interesting. And then you also touched on the power of experiential learning, which is my greatest passion in life and just applied learning and being in the thick of a rainstorm and learning that you need to have a rain jacket. So I will refrain. I'll be back with the rest of the conversation right after this short break. Have you invested in conferences or workshops that left you empty-handed? There was great content and you had great ideas about what to go do with it, but no change actually happened. That's not okay. At Go Summit, we're committed to helping you take action. To do that, we add personalized coaching and customized marching orders alongside the inspiring speakers, amazing location, and fun networking events. Honestly, there's nothing quite like it. Register today before tickets sell out at fastermind.co forward slash go summit. The question around being a woman, it's one that I appreciate you asking because it's a cultural moment. REI this year is doing a, their national campaign is force of nature. And it's all about celebrating women in the outdoors outside magazines. Last episode, our last magazine featured all women. And they said, the future is women. And on one hand, it's so great that women are now getting an opportunity to share their stories and be elevated and doors are opening. On the other hand, it's hard to not feel like a marketing campaign. And I imagine that I'm not yeah. the first person in the history of humanity to feel like that. And so I can empathize with other minority groups and minority group is very relative to context and environment that may have felt that way. And I think in the outdoor industry, I am a minority. And so there's a story to tell there. And then on the other hand, as a leader, I'm always thinking about it's not one at the cost of another. And and what I mean by that is my job at Kamek is to elevate both women and men and to champion the men on my team. If you look at dropout rates in middle school and high school in urban environments, men are dropping out at an exponential rate relative to women. And if we are to thrive as a society and a culture, we need strong male and female leadership. And so as a woman, I have a voice to share in that as, as Haley. Um, I have an opinion. I'm, I can't speak for all women, right? But I, I can and do my best to share my story and hopefully inspire both men and women to to rise up and, and do what they feel called to do to lead in whatever sphere of influence they find themselves. I don't know if that makes total sense, but I, I'm processing how can I be opportunistic about the moment at hand and celebrate the women on my team and allow myself to be celebrated as a leader who is a woman and at the same time, not let that come at the cost of encouraging and celebrating the men on my team. Well, I love that because it, it translates to, to a universal 
just a, you know, people who are creating in business, it's so tempting to get lost in comparison and envy, for example. And you see some someone you admire or you don't admire who kind of rises and is known or is successful in some kind of metric. And to not think, oh, well, you know, they're great, I'm, I'm a fraud, or they're great, and I'm not going to make it. Or uh, the only way I'm going to make it is if somehow I push down to get up, as opposed to like, uh, even the way you, when I've heard you talk about great companies like Patagonia or whatever, and I've heard, I think I've heard in other interviews you've given where you said, you know, companies like Kamek kind of stand on the shoulders of companies like Patagonia, but for both companies to get taller, it's not for one to get shorter and the other to get taller. I don't know that women have always been afforded that. I mean, when I think back to, I now have this privilege because of people who, who really fought and stuck their neck out and were like radical, you know? And so I can say, okay, now is the time when we can create a new narrative and hold that that narrative wasn't always possible. And I want to recognize that because I think women now are afforded opportunities that, you know, my grandmother didn't have. And I think that for a lot of women globally, like they're still in environments of oppression. And so this is, this is work that is being done, but has to continue. No, there's not a point of arrival. I mean, I think in many firms, there's still room for one female, you know, they've got their diversity quota and there's one female partner that's going to get promoted. And that may cause women, the, the incentive there is for women not to encourage other women. I mean, historically, women are behaviorally harder on other women in the workplace because of that scarcity effect. And we now have an opportunity to tell a different story, but not everybody has that. But today at Kamek, in 2017 in Austin, Texas, like we can celebrate men and women and do it, I think, with a lot of authenticity. And so that's my hope. Well, in the few moments we have left, I'd love to hear your comments about the marrow of learning. <laughs> that So as you're talking to folks and they're thinking, gosh, I want to learn a new a new skill set. I want to learn a new something or other. My hunch is your advice to them is probably a little different than go read a book, but I, I'm making that up. What you tell me, how do you respond to folks? And maybe you can draw in some of what you have such a passion for with regards to experiential learning. I was just thinking last night as I was biking home, I need to learn something new. Maybe I've been a little stagnant lately, although Kamek, it's funny to hear you say that it feels like a natural place because I'd never operated a business before joining Kamek and I'd never worked in retail. Like we don't like to think of ourselves as retailer, but there was so much about Kamek that was the thing that scared me, even though for a lot of people, it might seem natural is like, I'm going to show up where I feel like my passions and experiences align, but yet I have very little experience and I'm going to give it my all. And I think learning something new, if that something new scares you or that something new is uncomfortable, there's always a risk in learning something new, whether it's reputation or frustration or there's, there's always something at risk. And I think you just have to count the cost and be willing to have an assurity of self to, to just dive in and try something. And I think we learn best when we get our hands dirty and we don't stand on the sideline and we don't put our toe in the water, but we can and ball into it. Exceptions to that might be like a woodworking class where you're working heavy machinery. I would advise that you get <laughs> properly educated, but I so admire, and I am always admired by, we hosted an event at Kamek last week and several people showed up by themselves. I think there's so much courage to say, 
there's something here that interests me. I don't know what I'm going to encounter, but I'm going to show up in spite of myself because I'm confident that the worst case scenario isn't that bad and there's something to be gained here. And so I think it's as simple as showing up and not being hard on yourself, but also not letting yourself off easy, like really committing to something. And sometimes you have to create the structure for that. So for me, I wanted to experience, I, I'd worked in climate controlled boxes my whole life. I mean, I was on swim team, but at Bain, we had it pretty well. Like we had airline miles and hotel rooms and like, you know what, I want to go be in this rawness of the natural world and see what that's like and experience myself in that environment because I know there's something to be learned there. And so for me, <laughs> that constraint was, I'm going to sign up for a three month course. I don't think it has to be that extreme for everybody because we can always find margin in our lives for growth. And whether it's one Thursday morning a month, I'm going to take on this course, or I'm going to ask somebody who knows something to come alongside me and teach me Photoshop. I think it's creating a structure in your life where you can experience something deeply experience, throw yourself all in and then keep showing up and be consistent. And I think if you do that, you can learn just about anything. So we have clearly just dipped our toe in what has to be a second conversation in the future, if I can beg you to come back. And maybe we even bring Greg back, the founder of Kamek, if you're open to it. But I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us at, at, on Converge Today. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. I would, I would love for you guys to hear from Greg. He's, he is phenomenally inspiring. Well, for those of you who are at home and you're wondering, what in the world? Why, for a bunch of creatives trying to make business work, did we bring on Haley Robinson from Kamek to talk about this stuff. Well, there's two significant reasons. One is that even if you're in a service business and you're hearing someone talk about a retail product-based business, the principles of leading and taking responsibility and taking risks and throwing yourself into something, especially the unknown, and finding your way in the midst of it is just so universal. And I, as I've gotten to know Haley there's no question. I learn every single time. In fact, the conversation in my head regularly when I listen to you, Haley, is number one, will you mentor me? And number two, will you mentor my daughters? Because <laughs> there's so much to learn in what you have to offer. So thank you for that. And number two, because I'm such a fan of Kamek, you were very gracious to offer at least a temporary, because we can't put this on forever, but a temporary discount code for listeners who might be interested in trying out Kamek for themselves. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about that generous offer. Yes, absolutely. We believe the outdoors is for everybody and we design gear for the most foolhardy adventures and your most simple backyard adventures. And we would love for people listening to try something new. And so if that something new involves a piece of gear, we'd love for you to get geared up at Kamek. We're offering 25% off if you use the discount code CONVERGE25. <laughs> Dane, it's your personal discount code. <laughs> Haley, thank you so much for being here and what you're doing and what you mean to so many people. And keep doing this good work. You inspire so many people. And I, I just can't thank you enough. Right back at you. I look forward to talking soon. Thank you so much. This was episode two, season three of Converge, the Business of Creativity podcast. Converge podcast is brought to you by Fastermind.co, where we help entrepreneurs go from knowing to doing. Get started free today by finding out your Fastermind owner score. Go to fastermind.co music for this episode provided by triplescoopmusic.com what does your story sound like this episode was mixed and produced by podcast fast track <laughs>